More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia. And I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, y'all. I'm Julie. Hi there. I'm Brenda. Welcome to Insider's Guide to the Other Side. Now, y'all need to know that we are obsessed with everything on the other side. Yes, we are. Because once you learn to navigate the energetic, or to some, the invisible world, life is going to be more fun and much more serene. Uh, heck yes, it can. Because let's be honest, Bryn, Earth School is hard. In fact, you taught me that. Let's crush Earth School together. Welcome to Insider's Guide to the Other Side. A production of iHeartRadio. Hello, my witchy poo. How are you today? <laughs> I wish you all could see the little dance I just got. <laughs> I got me a dance. I am fantastic, my elf. How are you? I am great and still loving keto for all those that are keeping score. And if you guys want my latest recipe, it's very complex about a root beer float. Um, this is effectively two ingredients, so you can check it on Instagram, but I'll tell you really quick is the, the diet root beer with the low carb, we use low carb Briars ice cream, but you, when you pour it, you let it sit for just a a few minutes. So you get that little root beer ice crust over the ice cream. Everybody, you're welcome. Okay. So there's my little (laughs) keto tip for the day. Nice. (laughs) I love it. So so today is is really focused on a single question that we got from one of our listeners that we absolutely love, and her name is Caroline Dunaway. Hi, Caroline. Thank you, Caroline. <laughs> <laughs> She's fantastic. Because it, it, we thought that this question deserved a dedicated episode. So without further ado, I, if, if you don't mind, Brent, I'm going to read the question, and yes, then we can get along with it. But before it. I read it, I just have to say that Caroline gave us a PS to our note, which is uh, PS, Julia, I, I love South Park. So she <laughs> might be one of my favorite humans right now. All right. I mean it when I say we love hearing your stories, y'all. So thank you. Thank y'all. You. Y'all. That made me really happy. Okay. It says, <laughs> hi, Brenda and Julie. Hi, Caroline. Hope you lovely ladies are doing well. I have a quick question for you both if you have a minute. 
When it comes to your careers, especially in your earlier days on your career journey, have the two of you been able to utilize your spiritual practices to aid your advancement at work? I sometimes struggle to find a way to marry my spirituality with my acting career in a daily and consistent way. Often those two, massively important, aspects of myself feel very separate. I would love to know if you have any guidance when it comes to being a spiritual career woman. Best way I I think I can put it, she says. I hope this makes sense. Heart emoji. Thank you. Prayer emoji. <laughs> Thank you, my health. Thank you, Well, Caroline. that was my version of being Siri, because, you know, when, you, when she's yeah. reading <laughs> nice. you text messages, she's like, heart emoji, heart emoji, heart emoji. So I just wanted to be a little like Siri today. <laughs> nice. My Siri elf. <laughs> <laughs> so I think, Bren, this is, uh, uh, this I is love this. so... Your alley, right? This is this marries my world, it right? Does. So working in the corporate world as an executive coach, and then obviously my spiritual world as reader and teacher, and it's so this is my home base, and I'm just so happy that we can talk about this because I think a lot of people are even more so in this place today than ever where they want to understand their purpose as they contribute to the world and earn an income and advance their career. and But they they don't want to betray themselves. They actually want to become more of this, themselves. And this makes me so excited. <laughs> so. It, and I do, and I think it's such a great question that Caroline had for us. And I think it is also something that not only do they want to advance, you know, it's this whole thing about about being separate. And, and to her point, that she feels these really two important mm-hmm. things are separate. And when you can feel that they are together, your days are better. And I can tell you as someone oh, yeah. that used to live very separately in this, or actually just sing, like singularity, where, which is just work, 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 work. And, I, and so I'm going to have to tell everybody that um, actually, Bren, you were my work coach for quite a while. And I was. walked me through so many things. So uh, note to everybody, if you can get a budget for a coach, uh, which I did in my last contract when I was at Fox, I pick Brenda. <laughs> and um, it was a really great way to actually end my career at Fox was having Brenda, you know, really walk me through and step me through and, and teach me like she does um, her other coaching clients. What was so interesting, I just want to say this about that, that very unusual time for you, right? Because it was just so strange. I'm, I'm here, but I'm transitioning out and we know it's coming. We know that acquisition's coming and how to prepare and without that contract, we wouldn't have had half those conversations like because it was such a business focus which and then we've you know then working our foundation of spirituality through that was it was it really created such a beautiful synergy really it was amazing and it made my what could have been far more difficult life far less difficult so when i was talking a few minutes ago about just being able to feel better during the day you know, because we want to enjoy our, our every minute or every hour as much as we can in our life. And so if you can bring these two things together, I think that helps, that really helps, you know, a- achieve that for us. And I mean, I'm going to tell stories because you know how much I like to do that. <laughs> well, you have a lot of them. <laughs> well, yeah. In fact, the stories that I want to share are are literally just a few because I do have so many of them because I've worked in corporate, you know, for 20 for a long time. <laughs> I tried to just put a number behind it. I'm like, I don't know. I can't do the math on how many years I worked in corporate. But I was a corporate girl. It was at an ad agency, whether it was at Fox, but it was all 
corporate America. And, you know, I am, um, I, I like everybody else, especially women. And when I say everybody else, I really mean women, not that men don't have hard time at, at work. But being a woman, you know, I was constantly facing misogyny, I think is fair mm. to say. And unconscious bias. Please. And bias, right? So the first story, I, I, I'll just start with the story and you guys will totally understand. When I was at Fox, I, I was there for, I don't know how many years it was, maybe like 13 years or something like that. And I went through a lot of bosses, not me personally, the company brought me new bosses. <laughs> I did not drive any out for the record, um, although a few I wanted to. And... <laughs> And um, so, you know, whether it was new chair people at the company, because they're considered a certain level of boss, because things change when a cha new chairperson comes in, um, or if it was a new head of marketing that would come in, that certainly changed, you know, our day-to-day -day game. And so there is a period where my beloved Tony, who was my boss for, for a long time, and I wish you guys could see Brenda's face because she loves him like I love him. I, I love mean, him so much. I, oh he's God. just... He's uh, a love. He's, he's a love. Just and a love. so incredibly talented, like scary talented. Um, so brilliant. creative. He's brilliant. Yeah, he is. And for those who have read my book, you will know who Tony is. Because not only do I talk about him in the book, um, he has a very loving um, dedication in the back as well. But Tony had actually left that part of the company and, and went and did something else. And so we had a new set of, of bosses that came in. And, and I had a hard time with them. I'll just tell you guys up front. I, I'm not going to mention names because it's not important. But I, I had a really hard time with them as they did with me. And I had had, um, there's a meeting that was on the books and he this one guy started um what, what's our name for our guys what are we going to call him jim jim his name isn't jim <laughs> that's which is good we're so we're going to call him jim so jim had scheduled this meeting with me and you know i was very well aware that my mouth can get me in a lot of trouble so i talked to you bren and i was mm -hmm. like what do i do what what do i do in this situation I, I just, you know, I didn't want any more conflict, you know, but I didn't want to roll over, right? Like that was my goal at the moment. And you were so great. You said, before your meeting, listen, just listen, because you, you ask for assistance and listen. I'm like, okay, fine, <laughs> which is what I used to say. You used to give me these like great guidance, <laughs> these great things to do. And before I, like before I ever did it for the first time, I'd be like, fine. <laughs> <laughs> Exasperated. It's like, just tell me the damn answer. But I, I know why you didn't tell me the answer, because the answer wasn't for you to tell me. It was for either my guides or my higher self or whoever was speaking to me. Well, at the I time would be a crappy me. teacher if I just kept giving you the, the answer. Right. That, well, it's that, that, that whole me... issue of fishing, right? It's like, right. you know, you taught me to fish versus handing me a fish exactly. every time. So in this particular case, I remember, and I'm going to tell you guys, I could see it like it was just yesterday. It's so vivid to me. And here's what I did. Don't follow what I did because I don't think you're supposed to lay on the floor when you do this. But I laid on the floor before I went down to this <laughs> nothing meeting. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with laying on the floor. But I laid on the floor, and but I did have my feet up, so my knees were bent and my feet were were actually touching the ground. And I lay there with even with my arms out. I had a decent size office, folks. I'm just going to say that you can't actually sprawl <laughs> out in this office that I had. And I, I laid on the floor and I closed my eyes like I am right now, and I said, "Just please help me." Help me with how I need to handle this, who I need to be. Help me even with what I need to consider saying. And I laid there quietly and I was breathing. And what I heard was 
And this is how I know that that my mind wasn't playing tricks on me, which is what you know a lot of people like to say: is my your mind is playing tricks on you. You know, you saw a ghost. No, you didn't. It's your mind playing tricks on you. I knew this wasn't the case when the answer came because the answer is not an answer that I would have ever even thought about. Like it was never even in my orbit. I think we should take a break before <laughs> I tell you guys what I saw. So here's She's our break. Such a good listener. <laughs> we'll be right back. <laughs> Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and I'm back for another season of my podcast, Climbing in Heels. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as fully obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. My podcast, Climbing in Heels, is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season, we're taking things up a notch. I'll be talking to some incredible women across so many industries, from models and beauty industry stars to doctors, entrepreneurs, and TV personalities. Climbing in Heels is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Every week, listeners will be able to ask me any questions. I'm answering it all. My life is absolutely crazy with so much going on, and I'm so beyond excited to bring you along for the ride. Whether we're talking red carpet looks, current trends, or products I'm obsessed with, I'm here to be your fashion fairy godmother. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. <laughs> oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed and to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is an NAACP and Webby award-winning podcast dedicated to all things mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. Here, we have the conversations that help Black women decipher how their past inform who they are today and use that information to decide who they want to be moving forward. We chat about things like how to establish routines that center self-care, what burnout looks and feels like, and defining what aspects of our lives are making us happy and what parts are holding us back. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. And welcome back to our cliffhanger. <laughs> you love a good cliffhanger now, don't you? I'm just managing the time. I love but, it. Yeah. So and, and you're man and when you're managing the the expectations of folks, you're making them like, oh, what did she see? <laughs> or <know>. here. <laughs> so bring us back to your office, your Zen surrender. My Zen surrender, right? Okay. So my eyes are closed. Again, by the way, everybody, because I want to make sure I get this right, was what I heard. 
And I heard it like audibly heard it, which is also really interesting. And it said, don't give him everything you have. And I'm like, holy shit. That not only was the great advice for that day, that was great advice in general because Indeed. Us, us, us girls in business, right? We feel like we have to work twice as long, twice as hard, be more, be more everything, right? Just to get to the same place as a man. This is what I say though. When this is what I tell my female clients so often, someone will ask you the time and you will tell them how to build a flipping watch. Right. <laughs> like, right. No, just answer the answer the, the one question, data point. Yeah. And specific. And, and and I will tell you, because I also had bosses prior to this experience that were incredible like Tony, I never I never filtered. Right. Why I wanted, would you? Why would she I? She wanted all your creativity, throw it all up. I and, and I did. Yep. You know, yeah. so, this I was the same with Oren. So but it was this like this was different. This was different, right? And, it was different. And, and that's how you know also it wasn't you just making it up. You just made that up in your head because you, you never would have come up with that answer. Ever. No, you're right. <laughs> no, it wasn't within your access. It just, uh, uh, no, it was a blind spot funny. for me. Yeah, actually. Which was so, what a gift. What it a gift. was such a gift. So here's what happened. So I go in and I, I go down to this meeting and I really guys have to tell you, despise this man. Um, and he starts asking me quite because I can see him because again I'm closing my eyes as we do this show just so this, the sight of him just like makes me bristle but he at the time now I don't really give a shit but he um, started asking me these questions and I would give him you know a reasonable answer you know like one an answer that would I could keep my job I didn't seem defiant you know I didn't seem like I was holding stuff back but what was interesting is that some of the questions that he was asking is I could have told him pages more than what I gave him because I just knew so much more. Mm-hmm. And like many women, and I and I know this, and I'm not, and I don't want to sound like an a-hole, but I kind of am an a-hole. I was smarter than this guy. Yeah. And he damn well knew it. And so he was trying, like talk about a different form of succubus. He was trying to <laughs> suck it all out of my head because that would make him more powerful and also and make he me wouldn't weaker. Need and he, he wouldn't, wouldn't need, need me. Exactly right. right. That, he would think that even though it would never be true. No, but for him it was. Mm-hmm. And and it was interesting. I walked out of that meeting and I felt clean. I felt empowered. I felt for the first time with him that I was actually in charge of myself. Not in and him. You weren't drained. Every and I wasn't meeting drained. you had with him, you were laid out. Oh, that you man. were rewounded. You were re victimized every yeah. time. Every single time. So lesson in this story is listen ask and give yourself the space the time to get the answer and trust whatever it may be because here's the thing it's odds are it's going to be better than what you thought you're going to walk in there with (laughs) at least it was for me and and because i gave that time i and it's also very practical so this kind of falls in that category of how do you build spirituality into your work life in a practical way. In a practical way are things like, how do I handle a meeting, right? Mm-hmm. I think you've had a few oh my gosh, so many. of these yourself. So many things. And these are also things, you know, I coach people on every day. Even people who aren't asking, <laughs> like, how do I, um, you know, how can I show up in a powerful way? Because I, I get talked over, I, you know, people forget what I say. Sometimes, you know, just moving your body and taking up energetic space. It doesn't mean you have to do the, the, the man spread, right, in a meeting, um, although you can, tougher on Zoom. 
but <laughs> oh my god listen to you the comedian it's true it's true but <laughs> the spiritual also, comedian um you know don't forget you can energetically take up space that says hey when they're talking about this whatever it is my character for for caroline or they're talking about my domain whether what i'm in charge of I have clients who literally put together reports and then some the the big boss will ask someone else to present it. They're like, I, I, I did that. I did that work. Why, why wouldn't I get asked to present it, right? right? So energetically, take up that space. Have your energy slimed all over that report, digitally or otherwise, it doesn't matter. But stay engaged energetically. Don't pout, don't come, you know, don't lean back. Just keep leaning in and say, I'm here and I'm gonna hold this space and we're gonna work together on this. Like that can that's so energetically feel, be engaged. And we just remember, even though I'm I may not have influence in the system the way I want. I have influence over how I engage. I'm a bigger spirit than they realize. That's okay. That's not their job. That's my job to understand. I have more influence, more more power than perhaps they understand. And I don't need to throw it in their face. I need to own it. So I love that. that. And um, can we call it marking your territory? So you're going like, <laughs> to no, energetically it's... pee on it <laughs> is effectively what you're doing. You're welcome, everyone, for that. Uh, and I'm going to get a lot of messages from people. Hashtag energetically pee. Um, so another way to think about it is when you have something that you're engaging in, and it could be very mundane. It could be, you know, I have to do a quarterly presentation or report or something like that to stop and just hold the space of what's the energy that I want to ground this in? What What's the vibrational frequency I want this communication grounded in? Curiosity, permission, affirmation, like what am I trying to create here? And then work from that space as you're creating it. So there's all kinds of ways. So it may not be like, hey, I want them to see angels. <laughs> that's, that's so fun. <laughs> but <laughs> so it may not be like a high spiritual vibe, but it's a consistent spiritual vibe. And that's having that experience and that kind of level of engagement is how you stay energized in the work, no matter what it is. It kind of doesn't matter what it is because you know you're doing spiritual work. You know that you're doing healing work. You know that, like, I'm writing this to create unity on this team that's really disenfranchised, right? So there's all kinds of things that you can do to energetically lay down the groundwork, which is so exciting and empowering. And it makes the mundane sacred. And to further your point, because another thing that you taught me was when I had a document, and you're like, charge the document, my oh, elf, yeah. charge the document. And uh, I remember when I had my kind of outline of my manuscript for my book before I had a thing with Simon & Schuster, you were like, charge it, charge it up. Put, put that thing under a pyramid, <laughs> get some get some rocks on top of That's it. That's exactly right. right. So yeah. put your rocks yeah. on it. I actually had, and still do obviously, amethyst geode. And that is, you specifically told me to put it in an amethyst geode. And I did. And guess who published a book? I Yay. also did the same thing with um, what my my plan was to create the consumer intelligence group that I did at Fox under Stacy. Is that I totally energized it. Yep. Like yeah, that's another thing, right? Because it's also because I, I call think, it cooking it up. Just so you I, yes, you do. You call, call it cooking. It, I just cook it up, and and you can be saying, well, you know, I'm just sending this electronically. It doesn't matter. Print it out. Print out the title page. You don't have to print out, you know, whatever 45 page deck, but you can print out the title page 
and just put it on something underneath something that is supercharged to you. And that boy did that boy did that thing that has any, so anytime dark. I've done it, it always cooked. Uh, it, cooking it up works, people. It really, really does. And it also, when you do that, oh crap! You're going to make no. me go to another break, aren't you? No, because you go I'm just going to say make really. Point. <laughs> <laughs> because the other thing is, is that if you know that you're going to cook something up, like Brenda just said, like you know something that's empower, you know, powerful um, to you. We, of course, like rocks. But knowing that you're going to do that, you might even put some different energy into it while you're writing it. Well, that's what I'm saying. Work on it from that space. That's yeah. why you have to set the intention first. It, it's just, it creates a great foundation. So you, you can you can meditate on it. You can just think, envision the words as people read them, having this experience, whatever it is. Unification, because I'm working with a team that's in conflict right now, so it's on my mind. <laughs> <laughs> Unification, healing, calmness, clarity, whatever is needed to help the, the document get or the project get activated in a specific way. So, oh, yeah. I so love if it. you if you can be in that space when you're creating it and then cook it up under, you know, some rocks or a pyramid afterwards, that'd be great. And I'm gonna jump to it before you do, Brenda, which is we need to take a break. <laughs> you keep dragging it out. We need to take a dang break. So we're gonna take a break. And then I think we're gonna come back and we're gonna talk about how we can use spirituality and the creative side of what we do at work or even not work depends on how you define your creativity. Beautiful. We'll be right back. <laughs> oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and I'm back for another season of my podcast, Climbing in Heels. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as fully obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. My podcast, Climbing in Heels, is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women. And this season, we're taking things up a notch. I'll be talking to some incredible women across so many industries, from models and beauty industry stars to doctors, entrepreneurs, and TV personalities. Climbing in Heels is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Every week, listeners will be able to ask me any questions. I'm answering it all. My life is absolutely crazy with so much going on, and I'm so beyond excited to bring you along for the ride. Whether we're talking red carpet looks, current trends, or products I'm obsessed with, I'm here to be your fashion fairy godmother. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your host of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed and to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is an NAACP and Webby award-winning podcast dedicated to all things mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. Here, we have the conversations that help Black women decipher how their past inform who they are today and use that information to decide who they want to be moving forward. We chat about things like how to establish routines that center self-care, 
what burnout looks and feels like, and defining what aspects of our lives are making us happy and what parts are holding us back. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. All right, everybody, we're back. And I think I maybe lied when I said that we were going to come back and immediately talk about creativity because we're not. We are in a second, though. Not a second, but you know what I mean. Um, but I think what we need to come back to is, um, I, Brenda, you have an interesting story to share with everyone. So why don't this, because I, th- I think it's fascinating. And I remember you first telling me about it. And it was um, absolutely a beautiful story. So do you mind sharing that with everyone? Of course. Um, of course. So this story happened really like 100 years ago. I was in finance. And my boss at the time was not a mental genius. <laughs> oh my God, that's hilarious. <laughs> he was, he just was not. He Is was that not your quick. nice way of calling him a dummy? He wasn't dumb. He just, he just wasn't bright. Mm. You know, he mm. was slow, maybe. He, oh, he, yeah, he was so, and, and because he was slow and I moved fast and, you know, he, he really was, it was an odd match. Um, it was a hard match for me, not for him. He's used to slowing everything down. <laughs> oh my God, that's hilarious. <laughs> it's so true. But he did train me to work half time. So that there was that. So I got to, you know, spend all that time at Chesterfield <laughs> you know, and, and become Brendan Goodwitch. So that was fun. But as I'm struggling, because I don't want to be unkind to him, that that was not my intention. And I don't want to get fired right at the end, not at this point. <laughs> but, but I was... So I was really struggling with like how, so I'm in a meeting with him and he's blatting on about something that, you know, I'm just going mind dead and I'm so bored. But I was like, okay, Brian, you got to get it together. And who do you want to be in this role with this manager, with this other human being? Who do you want to be? Not what's your reaction? What's your ego reaction? Which is this guy who's just a blowhard, I'm out of here, you know, <laughs> right? Because that's not helpful. And I didn't, you know, I didn't have anything against him. But I also knew I wasn't going to thrive working for him. And so I just sat there and I was like, just felt into my heart to try and find some compassion, perhaps some respect. And when I sort of scanned what I saw, the only thing I saw was, I bet his mom loves him. That was it. That just simple, I bet his mom loves him. So it made it my mission to find out what his mom might see in him so that I could fall in love with him too, just as a human being. <laughs> and what was it that you thought that you that his mom saw in him? Well, I don't know what his mom saw in him, but what I ended up being able to see in him was that he was dedicated to the work. He was He really wanted to do good work. Now he could only do, he could only process what was exactly in front of him. And that's the part that I figured out I got annoyed by because I'm like, yes, we are where we are, but look at what's possible. <laughs> you right. know, we could do this, this, and this. And he was not impressed by that at all and, and not motivated by that, not interested in that. So that's where the rub was. But I was like, oh, you know what? There's value. We work in finance. There's value to taking care of what is right in front of you with 
annoying steadiness and, you know, just plodding through quarterly reports and, you know, whatever. But that's what he did well. And so I honored that. Um, but that's challenging yourself to bring in your, no matter what's going around you, what's happening around you, how people are engaging you in ways that are not helpful or annoying or anywhere on that spectrum, but say, wait, who is the spiritual person I know I am and how can I bring that forward under any circumstances? So that's just a way to think about it. I love that because you had also shared that with me for me to find that in people because if you can find that, then you'll see it more, right? I mean, they'll right. even become that more. Exactly. And so that is, you know, truly one of the kindest things that we can do for another person is to see them for who they are, right? And, and, and in the best them. way. And uplift yeah, them. And uplift them where they are. Like, wow, I never, wow, Jim, I, I never really thought of that as being valuable, but I can see that now. And then he'd, you know, sit up a little taller and, you know, it was really, it was really great to see. Like yeah, we ended I up having that. a really funny, sweet connection. I had a now, turnaround with one of my bosses and I remember I went into his office after 16 months of a very difficult relationship. And I remember going to his office and I said, you know, the first eight months of my misery, I'm going to give that to you to own. But the last eight months have been mine. Let me tell you why. And I shared with him about feeling like I was being put into a box. And all I'd done in that eight month period was trying to like kick out the windows, kick out the door. I like kicked down the walls. You know, I wanted out of that box because of, frankly, my the creativity that was just, you know, being pent up inside of me. What was so interesting is when I'm really vulnerable in that space, he became really vulnerable and he identified, he's like, I have felt the same way, mm. like from his bosses. And then all of a sudden, he and I had this like most amazing brother-sister relationship. You know, like we just, we came like to this place of understanding one another and I always liked him. You know, it wasn't a matter of me not liking him. It was just hard because he it's just hard. He, yeah. he he managed in a way that was very kind of mechanical. Well, he managed in a way he was managed. Right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. But the creative side, though, is, you know, was a really interesting experience for me about, about bringing spirituality into my, my day-to-day job. When I was at Fox for, I guess, the last five years that I was there, we provided marketing and, and, and distribution for DreamWorks Animation, led by Jeffrey Katzenberg. And Jeffrey, I think hands down, was probably number two, the most influential human to animated movies, the first one being mm -hmm. Walt Disney. Yeah. I mean, so that's how, I mean, he's how a impactful, very impactful man. Um, Inspiring. Oh my gosh, and tough. And tough in a great way, tough, because he's the kind of guy that makes you better at what you do. And he also made no secret of how he felt about things and throughout the whole process, which I also appreciate. I mean, clarity is a gift. Well, clarity is a gift, <laughs> even, no, even if the package is, you know, kind of has spikes on it, but it's yeah. still a gift to know where you stand. And we had this movie, and I hope you guys have watched the series. It was um, How to Train Your Dragon. Yay. And, oh my gosh, I loved it. So I cried. I love it so much. Oh my God, oh, I totally. loved it. I cried and cried and cried. <laughs> I loved the whole series so much. Mm -hmm. I loved that Toothless the Dragon was really modeled his behaviors and, and his connection and his the way his body moved as a dog. Yeah, it's such a, it's such a dog. And that's why you fell in love with yeah. Toothless the Dragon, right? Yeah. So we were going to release um, How to Train Your Dragon 2 at the time. 
And Jeffrey want he was he was always about what are the big ideas? What are your big ideas? How are we going to you know launching? How are we going to launch it? How are people going to pay attention? And what is a big idea? He was not happy at this time of the campaign of where we were that we had not <laughs> no done <big> that. Ideas. <laughs> no big ideas was not happy, and he was unhappy with the entire building at Fox. <laughs> like it wasn't just a particular group; it was the he whole was building. A grumpy dragon. <laughs> he was really fr- he was going to like throw fire at us, or at least breathe fire at us. And so we had like 45 minutes before this next meeting with him started and th- nobody had anything, literally. because they were crapping their pants. Well, I, I mean, yeah, I think a lot of people were, but we had no idea what we were gonna do. And keep in mind at this time, I had a new set of bosses, a lot of them, like three new ones. And I sat in my office I didn't take it as my responsibility, by the way. I, I, it was no way in a, in, a, in a position of either, well, I wasn't trying to be somebody's savior and I didn't feel like it was my responsibility. I felt like I needed to do my job, right? Like I need to come up with something, whether it's struck down or not, I needed to come up with something else. So I sat at my desk, which was about three feet higher from where I laid down <laughs> um, trying to figure out how to deal with this other guy in another meeting. The creativity vortex. <laughs> right? So I sat at my desk and I literally, and I'm going to do it right now, I threw my arms up and I was like, I need help. Somebody help me. I need help. I need an idea. It's and my favorite prayer. Help me. Help it's my me. Favorite prayer, and that's what I did. <laughs> it was like, help me. And I sat there, I took a deep breath close my eyes like I always do. I, I navigate through the waking hours, closing my eyes probably half the time. And, and then this thing popped into my head. And I was like, oh shit, this is it. And what <laughs> popped into my head was Dragon Air, as in an airline, Dragon That's Air. so good. So how could we build something around this whole idea? What happened after that is not the issue. The issue is that no, it doesn't this matter. idea we, came up. Right. I we wanted needed something. Needed, needed something, something big. And I felt really good about it. And so because it was at that point, about 30 minutes before the meeting, I start running down halls looking for people saying, how do you, how do you feel about this? Because I didn't want to just bring it up cold turkey, right? Because there's a whole room of people and everybody's worried about their careers. And you know you have to be sensitive to the room that you're in. And I, I was running around trying to find people. I was texting people. I was like, you know, trying to cover my bases before we go into this meeting. So we get into this meeting and I had actually drafted a little something up because just because if it's written down, it feels more real versus just kind of <laughs> shooting from the hip, you know? And um, Creative types are very different than the financial types. Oh my God, so you know. yes. In fact, they don't even require you to write it down, but I did. So I wrote this thing down. And it was the mo- it was great. Jeffrey, I hope you're listening. Jeffrey put, <laughs> like put his hands on the table and he goes, I love it. Let's figure out what to do with this. Jules, come over here and sit next to me. Let's talk this through. And oh. blah, 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 blah. You know, and it was Yay. this well, it was this great moment. And I'll tell you what's really funny is as this was happening, going through my head was, but this wasn't my idea. This was given to me by the other side. I would sound like a total quack if I said out loud because somebody said, oh, where'd this idea come from? Ah, yeah, I don't know, some spirit, I don't know. I don't know. Some guide of some sort, Jacob maybe, I don't know. Somebody gave me this great idea. Um, but I, but at the time though, I was, and afterwards I will I tell you, I did, I did tell people that it wasn't mine. Yeah. Uh, not everybody and certainly not Jeffrey. Um, because here's the thing, it happens all the time. 
yeah, of we are given ideas from you know from our sources, so to speak, a lot. Um, but it was a magic moment, and I think that is you know when, especially for Caroline, who is an actress, if she's looking for those inspirations, it is truly hold your hands up, close your eyes, and just say, "Help me." But then listen, and especially for an an artist like an actor that says bring this bring this vibration of this situation make it real inside my body so that people can feel it so that i can feel it and then emanate it back out in the world like just in, invite that in like just, like it's all frequency so it yeah. totally is i said yeah. i've had I've, I've had situations obviously not an actress but i've had situations where <laughs> don't i don't play be, one on tv <laughs> and i don't play one on tv or on the radio or on your iphone um but I, uh, I've had situations, and funny enough, I had one with Jeffrey. Speaking of, this is the Jeffrey Kassenberg episode. Is um, w I did the help me thing when I realized that worked. I kind of did it all the time. It's kind of fun. Um, and I, I do this help me, and I'm in the middle of a conversation. My mouth opens, and I swear to you, I had no idea what was going to fall out. But what it's fell all the time out? Me. Seriously, I'm, what, I'm listening as they are. What's going on? Oh my god. <laughs> But what fell out was amazing. And it wasn't mine. I mean, so to speak. Like, I mean, it wasn't premeditated, right? It wasn't like I had this plan. Because everybody's like, oh, we have a plan. And this is the plan. It's like, ah, uh, have one. I might loosely have one, but be open to what else could happen. Because exactly. if you be are open, open. Yeah. the floodgates are open. Everything. So I have one more quick story. Um, when I started my coaching career, this is over 20 years ago, and I had my first corporate client. I was so nervous, right? I traveled to Connecticut. That's where the client was. And I walked into this building. I didn't know anyone. And you know, they introduced me to this client, Jim. And Jim, <laughs> and the thing is, they told me a lot of things about him on the phone. But I was so nervous, I could barely remember anything. But when I met him, I realized he had cut his ear in shaving in the morning. And which was so perfect because it was a visible characteristic because what they told me is that he doesn't listen. He doesn't listen to anything. His, his, his mind's always going. He's doing 100 things at once. He doesn't listen. And so I had this beautiful gift from spirit <laughs> that said, remember, you are good with your words and he won't hear any of them. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, like funny. that's what it said to me. And, and again, I, t I share that story and, and for Caroline that says, I prayed, right? My prayer was like, let me be of service. Let me create value to help this really smart employee be valued and contributed and being able to contribute in the organization because he's on the bubble and he's about to get fired and he has no idea. I mean, uh. they literally told me in the first, you know, um, if, look, if you can't, if you can't, when, you know, corporate speak, if you can't fix him, we will fire him. It's not a problem. Don't feel like you failed. <laughs> That's wow. what they told me. I'm like, wow. <laughs> that's cold but, um, but anyhow so i i had this beautiful gift from spirit and my point is when you set that intention you know for me it was a prayer but you can do it a lot of different ways you can journal it you can sing it you can dance it like just do whatever you're trying to create spirit will show up and show you and affirm for you that your intention is real so i i love that so much because that is yeah. that's how we bring in spirituality bring. into our work Right. Ask for it, I hold the intention, and then watch and listen for it because it's right there. Yeah, ask, right? Always ask. Pay attention yeah. to what you're getting. Right. Cook 
things under crystals. Cook it up, baby. (laughs) Um, And it it can be for practical reasons, like, you know, going into a meeting, or it can be for creative, you know, ventures, which is I have a big thing and I need to have an idea. I need it bigger. (laughs) I need it bigger. And, and, And really throw your hands up and say, help me. Right. Because that's the time when I have found they come really fast, like 911 shit. Like yeah. when you say help me, it's like, they're rawr, all through there, rawr, right there. Rawr, but, they're there. But really, the other thing I want to say is, you know, our sign off that Earth School is hard without the other side. It's a great sign off. It's a wonderful tagline. But mostly, it's true. <laughs> it is so, true. Earth School is hard without the other side. So keep inviting the other side in. Right. It makes everything so much easier. And so work is easier. and work is hard without the other side. Work is so hard without the other side. Right. right? Work is relationships are hard. Everything's hard. Everything's hard. Without, everything's easier with the other side. And that's what we're inviting you into all the time, our sweet listeners. Thank you so much, Caroline, for the beautiful DM sharing your story. We can't wait to hear how you engage the other side with your work. Oh yeah, girl, we better be seeing you up. <laughs> on our movie screens, on our television screens, and I will give you all my subscriptions of my uh, streaming services to make sure that you make sure that whatever you're creating goes on those services. We are here to support you, sister. So thank you, and thank you, everybody who's listening. And remember, our school is hard without the other side. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. Thank you, my witchy poo. And <laughs> thank you, my owl. Thanks for joining us, everyone, and a special thanks to our producer, Maya Cole, who guides us while we guide you. Hit us up on Instagram at Other Side Guides, or shoot us a note at OthersideGuides at iHeartRadio.com, and you can even call us at 833-22-GUIDE to leave us a message. We want to know what you think, we want to know what you know, and we want to hear your stories. And remember, Earth School is hard without the other side. Insider's Guide to the Other Side is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. 
MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.